Good morning on this Monday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday we left off in the book of Mark, those of you that have been following with us, and we had been talking about Jesus having the word, a word, not only for himself, knowing what to do, but also knowing what to do for others and give the word that was needed specifically. In this case, there was a paralytic man that had been brought down the roof and uh, Jesus saw the faith of those four men, friends or acquaintances or relatives that were bringing this man down. And Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. In the meantime, those that were there, including the Pharisees, ha- began to reason within themselves, wait a minute. Uh, and the scribes, uh, nobody can forgive sins but God. So they weren't speaking it out loud but they were thinking it in their heart they were musing or meditating on it or pondering or considering the fact that wait a minute you know this can't possibly be right to forgive somebody else's sins but in Ma- in mark chapter 2 in verse number 8 that's where we're going to pick up and it says after having jesus had had said why does this man thus speak blasphemies who can forgive sins but god only And immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit, and the word there perceived is a good word that we really should understand and know. Uh, It's made up of two words, and it means to know upon, to recognize, to become fully acquainted with, to acknowledge to have knowledge or to know or to take knowledge perception but this was not something that he saw in his mind this is not something that he felt uh in his thinking this was not even suspicion well i i I think these people are looking at me funny and i think they're probably thinking this of it that was not the case in this case it was actually something that jesus in his spirit, by the Holy Spirit of the living God, was revealed the innermost secrets and thoughts of the heart. Remember that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, which is capable of dividing asunder and separating what is bone and marrow, what is spirit, what is soul, what is thought, what is intention, what is reasoning. So he, not by some... uh, telepathic ability but by the holy spirit in his spirit was able to know that he knew something and what was being revealed to him it was what was in the heart of these individuals these scribes and basically it says and immediately when jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned They were considering it. They were reckoning it thoroughly. They were deliberating in their thinking. They were reflecting. There was a discussion going on. They were casting it in their mind. They were considering this and thinking, wait a minute, you know, nobody can do this. This was taking place in their heart, even though they may have not said it or spoken it with their mouth or in their mind. But Jesus, he goes ahead In Mark chapter 2, in verse number 9, and he says unto them, he didn't tell them, hey, I know what you're thinking. Hey, you know, uh, uh, I know your thoughts. 
but he says unto them, always having the right word at the right time for the right people. And it always was God perfectly working out his will. Whether it's easier. What's easier? To say. Notice, it's something that is done with the mouth. What's easier to say to the sick of the palsy? Your sins are forgiven thee. Or to say, arise and take up thy bed and walk. Now there's a translation that I'm going to be reading in a little bit. But consider this. You could say either one. You could say to someone, hey, your sins are forgiven. Or you could say to them, hey, get up, walk, go home. But if nothing takes place, you can't see if their sins are forgiven. But you can definitely see if they get up and walk and go home. So, to be able to say one and say the other, and have evidence, undisputable, undeniable, unquestionable evidence of what you have said, is equally true of one or the other, then each one is just as easy as the other to say. But it was not just the words that were spoken. It's from where and how and who they were spoken from. We have to understand that Jesus has been in intimate fellowship and communion with the Heavenly Father, with the Holy Spirit. He has been given exactly what to say. Remember, Jesus over and over said, I don't say anything except what I hear the Father say. And then I don't do anything except what I see the Father do. How did he hear and know what the Father was saying? And how did he see and know what the Father was doing? Once again, it has to do with walking in the Holy Spirit. Walking a life in the Spirit and living in the Spirit, which is very different than just walking by the senses and by feeling which the majority of Christians basically live in the realm of the soulish. But when we move into the Spirit, then we begin to understand and to know that we know that we know not only has God spoken, but what He has spoken He is going to bring to pass and what He is going to bring to pass will be made manifest so that the questions of doubt, the questions of confusion, and the questions of ignorance are answered. So when Jesus says, what's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, your sins are forgiven, I want you to know that I have proof that His sins have been forgiven. And I'm going to prove it to you by also telling him to get up, take his bed, walk, go home. You're healed. So it says in this translation, I believe it's the ERV, The Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. But how can I prove this to you? Maybe you're thinking it was easy for me to say to the crippled man, Your sins are forgiven. There's no proof it really happened. But what if I say to the man, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. Then you will be able to see 
if I really have this power, this authority or not. So Jesus said to the paralyzed man, arise. So here we have it from this translation. It makes it so vivid and so simple. The whole question and the whole issue was, well, you know, anybody can say that, but it doesn't mean that it has taken place. It doesn't mean that their sins are forgiven. Their sins are still there. But Jesus made it plain and clear that he knew the condition of the man as far as his sickness. He knew the condition of the man as far as his spirit life was concerned. His sin, what was in him. And Jesus was able to deal with both things simultaneously. Because he understood that there was a connection between one and the other. As we have been mentioning before, that sin is connected to sickness, but not all the time. And we talked about Job, how he was attacked. And it had nothing to do with sin. God had already given uh, this man's uh, biography of how he was absolutely a man of integrity, a man that feared God, a man that hated evil. And yet the devil chose to attack him, but he was given permission to do it. And of course, he is uh, uh, exonerated in the end, and he winds up being blessed twice as much from what he had before. So we begin to understand that Jesus had the power and the authority, not because he was God only, but because he was a man anointed of the Holy Spirit, walking to show us and to demonstrate unto us that if we walk in the same Spirit, if we walk the same walk of faith, if we live in the Spirit continually, then this is the norm for the Christian life. You have to remember, in the kingdom of God, in His kingdom, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. There is no, there is no so-called sickness and disease in heaven. Therefore, God wants to make sure that here on earth, that the needs of an individual are met. But right now, as things stand in this world, it's not something that is rarely, that is readily visible or seen. But yet it is possible in many parts of the world where this is a continual process of individuals. But here, if we were to learn as individuals to walk in the Spirit, we would not only be able to say to someone, your sins are remitted, but we would be able to say to them, get up and walk. Jesus is teaching us a lesson. He's left us an example to follow. He's not making it impossible. He said, basically, as the Father has sent me, I send you. Not just as apostles, but as believers. Lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Speak in you tongues. You know, if you drink anything deadly or take up serpents, they shall not harm you or hurt you. You know, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Not those that say, but those that believe. When you believe, you can say. Why? Because you're given the authority. To as many as received him, gave he them the power, the authority, to become the sons of God. To walk according to the kingdom principles 
that have been established not by man, but by God. It says in verse number 12 of Mark chapter 2, And immediately, not several weeks later, this was an instantaneous both either healing and or miracle, depending on what had caused the man to be uh, paralyzed. And immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were amazed and glorified God, saying, We've never saw it on this fashion. He immediately arose. That means that not only the faith of those four men, not only the faith of Jesus walking in the Spirit, but the faith of this man in obeying the command and believing. He arose. He was told what to do. Take up your bed. Walk. Basically go home. And immediately he took up the bed. He went forth before them. They must have been totally shocked. And especially those that had been thinking, well, who does he think he is that he can forgive sins? Now, it is unquestionably undeniable that before them they heard him say, your sins are forgiven, and they heard him say, rise up and walk, and they saw with their eyes, all of them, all of them, no trickery, no magic, no uh, illusion, but they just simply saw this man get up, take the bed, take the thing that they had lowered him in, and walk right through them, and go home. And they were all amazed. And they glorified God. God got the glory. And they said, we've never seen it like this. This is absolutely... See, they saw what Jesus had said. Your sins are forgiven. They saw what Jesus had said. Get up and walk. Connected both together. Wait a minute. If he can just tell him to walk and he walked, then he can also tell him his sins are forgiven. There was no difference whatsoever in what he said because he had the power. According to the scripture it says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has exousia. Not dunamis, which is being used here. He's using the word authority. He has authority, ability. He has the capability and the competency. He has the freedom and the liberty. He has the mastery to be able to take control. And it's been delegated to him. And that influence that he has as an authority, he has jurisdiction jurisdiction over human physical bodies just as much as he does over devils or demons or any natural force on earth. He has the ability to liberate. He has the right to do it. And he has the strength to accomplish it. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Our Jesus is something else. And consider this. He's coming soon. Keep looking, keep looking up. Don't forget. He's coming for us. Be ready at all times at all hours the lord richly bless you until we meet again on tuesday in jesus name amen